episode 54 of Ardent Run Club. I'm Tommy, I'm your host, and today I'm joined by the one and only Mauser. That's right, he was on episode 38, so that's where we got to know him. But just as a brief reminder, runs for Jaira in heaven. He, I mean, he runs 5Ks, like, for parkrun and stuff, but he's more of, like, a 100-miler, ultramarathon, 70-miler sort of guy. Like, he's just insane. And again, the leader of Le Petit Dejeuner Breakfast Club in the morning over at Jarrah by the pub. And oh yeah, the reason we're talking again is because he's just done something impossible. So ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Carl Mowat. Hey. Mowat. Thanks for the introduction there, Tommy. That's fantastic. Hey, mate. It's all true, isn't it? It's not yeah, it's all true. It's fantastic because what you've done is what's fantastic, my friend. So it's all true. How are you doing? I'm very well and you. Yeah, doing well, thanks, man. It's it's such a pleasure to have you back. Uh have you back on the podcast. It's yeah, it's been a while since we spoke on the podcast, but obviously we've seen each other a couple of times since. Um, so it's just it's just good to be able to catch up and talk about the accomplishments over the last few weeks that you had. So thanks for joining me, man. You're welcome. Man, well, let's just get into it. At the time of this recording, so last week, which was the twenty seventh of September, what is it that you did? Let the people know. Okay, September twenty seventh, I ran eight half marathons, one hundred and four point eight miles. Okay, <laughs> consecutively, <laughs> eight. Half marathons, 104.8 miles in one day. Correct. What time did you start? 1 a.m. And what time did you finish? It was actually, it went over a bit. It was after 3 a.m. we finished, but we did it. Uh, but I'll tell you the reasons behind it as we go on. <laughs> okay. So how many 100 milers have you done now, if you count this as a 100-mile effort? I know that's, was- that's, I've done uh, three in 11 months. That's <laughs> imagine running that. Like, I, I, I don't even hit 100 miles in a month. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. So, <laughs> I don't know how you've done three 100 mile runs. Ah, oh, crazy, crazy. Can you take us on a journey? Can you take us on a journey through from the first half marathon to the last one, if you can remember? Yeah, I remember every single one, every step of the way. Oh, fantastic. Um, so take us, well, I guess, go from the start. How, where did you start? Okay. How, yeah, go for it. We started, was actually three minutes past one. Uh, my usual time um, was a little bit late getting on the start line. But we started three minutes past one. There were seven of us started on leg one, leaving uh, South Shields outside the Bamber pub. Uh, the first half marathon, took along the sites of the Mid-Tyne area, along the River Tyne, uh, past Jarrow, Heben, Bill Key, along the Gateshead, and we eventually crossed the Millennium Bridge from Gateshead to Newcastle side. That was the completion of Half Marathon 1. Okay, okay. so <laughs> we had a, a quick bite. Um, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a close change then. I just had a quick refreshment, and we turned back, and we did leg two. Uh, with a different team, there was three of us did section two again from the Millennium Bridge mm-hmm. back to South Shields, taking the same route as leg one in reverse. 
Okay. So we got back. We got back to the Bamborough pub uh, on the Lees and South Shields, and we picked up another crew to commence leg three. Leg three, we ran to Sunderland, uh, following some fantastic landmarks along the way, uh, from Marsden to Suta Lighthouse, down to Roker, uh, crossing the Monkwearmouth Bridge, then eventually crossing the new, the new Northern Spear Bridge in Sunderland, where that was the completion of that leg. Uh, we turned round with another crew and come back to South Shields. And then we went back to the Bambara. We had a change of shoes then. We had obviously a lot of refreshments along the way. And then we came back to Sunderland for leg five and leg six on return. We had some fantastic weather on these two journeys where the heavens opened. And we got lashed on. Okay. Uh, the heavens opened. Day. We got soaked right through. Uh, and I think it added, you know, a bit of fun to the day. Uh, not so much for some of them only doing the one leg and got absolutely drenched on. The yeah. final leg coming back from Sunderland back to South Shields, uh, we had we had a lot of sunshine. The sun decided to come out. And uh, we had a great team coming back in, back down to, to South Shields. So that's leg six complete. And I'm in great form. I've done about 80 miles at this point. And I decided, I don't ask us why, I had a craving for an oat latte. And there's a little coffee shop in Roker. So I asked my wife, who, who literally followed me on the whole journey, if she'd be kind enough to get me this oat latte when I come back through Roker. Probably the worst decision I made during the run because it just didn't agree with my stomach. Oh, no. And basically, basically, it curdled on my stomach. And uh, I was sick after three sips of this coffee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, I thought I'd got over it. and I started running again. And I completed um, leg six quite comfortably. When we got back to the Bambra before commencing leg seven, it just came back up again, and I was I was I was violently sick again. Mm. But that wasn't going to deter me. I was still you know on on the run. So off we went on the last two legs, which was leg seven and eight. Unfortunately, uh, I couldn't shake the sickness off. But as you know, being the person I am, nothing was going to stand in my way. Mm. Walk, crawl, run. I was going to complete this target so the last 24 miles was the hardest 24 miles probably ever in my life because of the way I felt but uh, we battled on had a great crew with me both on the road and off the road and I can't thank them people enough for the words of encouragement and support that got me through them last two legs so leg seven was back up to the Millennium Bridge uh, we had a great great crew going up there and then coming back I had uh, three friends who took me all the way back to the finish to complete the eight half marathons. The 104.8 miles was complete. And I felt absolutely fantastic when I crossed that finish line. Oh, good man. That's... <laughs> I was going to say that a lot of people would have quit after the sixth leg. But I mean, to be honest, a lot of people would have quit after the first leg. <laughs> <laughs> but the sixth leg, like being ill um, and saying, no, I'm going to still do this. Like, how, what is, how do you have that sort of mindset? Like, what, what was well, the... You've hit, you hit the nail on the head. It is a mindset, you know, and the weeks and months building up to this, um, the, the hardest challenge I've done so far in distance-wise, and there was nothing going to stop me. Nothing was going to stand in my way. Yes, I had a day of pain. Uh, I like to describe it this way. But to complete 
the challenge was my biggest aim and to complete it and then obviously get rewarded by hitting my target, hitting the financial target, which mm. now has given us enough money to buy the third guide dog. Amazing. So talk about that charity a little bit. So what is, yeah, who are yeah. you and what's the point of that? Yeah, obviously the point of the charity is the, the guide dogs uh, for for the blind people. And uh, we have already got two guide dogs, one being the first one, Andy, who's now being trained and will soon be uh, with his new owner and uh, be given the gift of sight to somebody through the, through the eyesight of the dog. Uh, so that has just made me so overwhelmed that we've now got dog number two, who's yeah. soon to be born, who's going to be called Mauser. Again, nice. that will be going into circulation. And then now the greatest news is that dog number three is going to be born called Molly. Uh, Molly's after the family pet, unfortunately passed away this year. So we can't wait for that one, obviously, for obvious reasons. But obviously going back to the reason why guide dogs, um, I think I've told you the story before. Um, a good long life friend of mine, Kevin Briggs, uh, his father, Andrew, Andy Briggs, was a customer in the previous pub I used to work in. And he lost his eyesight towards the end of his life. And um, I remember saying to Kev, um, I'm going to get a dog and name it after your dad. And I think it was like tongue in cheek, you know, at the time. But I don't drink, so I don't tell uh, bar tales. And uh, so basically, basically, I kept my word. And uh, Kev supported me and along the way. And also his brother-in-law, uh, Bob, Bob Waitman, actually just took part in two of the events. So it was his father-in-law, Andrew, as well. So it's a special, a special word for him as well. Uh, and that was the main reason behind it. But obviously, after doing the first one back in March last year, um, when we did the first 100-mile effort, we got over our target. We overreached, you know, £7,500. So hence, we did the second one back in, sorry, March this year, October 2019, 2020, 2021 was the second one, sorry. And that's when we got Mauser. Yeah. Uh, so now, uh, September 27th is the third event. So in less than 11 months, we've raised that money. And I just want to say a special, a special thank you to everybody who's contributed either one pound or a thousand pound. It doesn't matter. It's been absolutely, it's just blown me away and I can't thank you enough. And if I haven't thanked you personally, take this message as a personal thank you to you all it's meant so much to me my family and friends it's been, been fantastic a fantastic journey both for me to do the challenge and to see the the fruits of my labor 100 percent, man congratulations and what what is the amount that you've raised this time it's fifteen thousand pound and 128 pounds i think it's at now so now we've gone over the target so so, you know what's going to happen next? Uh, dog number four, we're calling for you. Cool. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. So this isn't the end of the Super 8 or of the challenges. There's more and more to come. I love it. Yes. Yes. Uh, let, so let, let's, let's, let's tell the people what's going to happen if they don't already know. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, basically, what we're going to do... Probably the back end of March next year, there will be another Mauser Super 8. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, 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 with a difference, with a difference. Okay. The difference being, it's not just going to be me doing the eight half marathons. Okay. There's going to be a really, really a challenge. So we're looking for teams, okay, to participate. Yeah. So, All right. 
Yeah, I'm looking at you. You're going to be included. Yo, when you said, when you just said it's not just going to be me, I thought you were about to say it's going to be you as well. And I was like, whoa, okay. Well, well, yeah, yeah, you can you can do a half marathon. So we're looking for teams of eight to participate. So it'll be a Super 8 challenge. Uh, the route will be confirmed very shortly, but it's going to be predominantly Sunland to South Shields and back um, along, the, along the leads, along the coast. And it's going to be a lovely route. And basically, everybody's got to do a half marathon. Teams of eight. There'll be prizes for the top team. There'll be prizes for the fastest individual. There'll be prizes for gender and also for age categories. Wow. Now, I'm looking for people to get involved in all different shapes and forms, from sponsorships to people just doing, doing a leg, uh, looking at running clubs, societies, individuals, anybody. It's going to be a fantastic occasion, a fantastic day and night. Um, as I say, it will probably be the last Saturday or Sunday of March 2022. It will be called the Mauser Super 8. And hopefully, well, not hopefully, yes, it will be an annual challenge. But the 2022 challenge will be um, to raise funds for the guide dogs. So we'll get guide dog number four. And then what we're going to do is the winning team that wins this challenge, the following year, the charity will be their choice. So they can choose a charity that's close to their heart. It'd be lovely to pick guide dogs again, but there's no pressure on them people to do that. But we like to try and keep the charities local based so we can manage it better as opposed to going like a national charity or a global charity. So that's what we'll be looking at. Uh, so the target is to hit £20,000 by March next year to get the fourth guide dog. But I won't be ending there, okay? I won't be ending there. So that's a super eight, which is going to happen in March. And then a date... I've got a very busy schedule next year for a lot of personal development, my own race programs. Mm -hmm. But I will be looking at doing it sometime in the year, probably in the summer, to do the coast to coast. Which? Okay. From Whitehaven to Sunderland, which is 140 mile. Right? That's too... That would, be, that would be my personal challenge for next year. So that's my personal aim. For next um, year is to do the course the coast. Okay, so you've got like a challenge that everybody can get involved in, but it's not like yeah. your challenges. You're also doing a personal challenge, and it's going to be the coast to coast. Correct. That's crazy. Do you know when that is? Do you know when the goal is to do that? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to be obviously. I'm just waiting for a few dates to be announced. In my race program and speak yeah. to to Lewis, my coach, to see when we're going to fit it in. And then, obviously, we'll be looking for support teams to help me on that. I've already had some great offers already from people who've pastly, who've done the coast to coast and got experience. So we'll be looking at doing recce's over the not too distant future. That's brilliant, man! Total inspiration, total inspiration, mate. I'm wondering how many people did this Super Eight challenge with you last week? Overall, yeah, overall, on a rough count off the top of my head. Uh, 20, 28 people were involved with different stages on, on, on the road. Yeah. And I had a fantastic support team off the road, uh, which I'd like to mention, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Special, special, special thanks to Michael McNally. Yeah. Who, God bless him. Uh, he, he puts up with a lot from me. Uh, he's, like a he's like a brother to me, and we, we do pull each other's legs all the time. But he was there, you know, from the start to the finish and words of encouragement. Stopped me doing interviews on the way. Uh, was second to none. I can't thank Michael enough. Uh, we had Kelly Russell who was taking photographs. Again, God bless Kelly. She came out at one o'clock in the morning and uh, followed the journey all the way along. 
Jay Bowley, uh, who's one of my training partners, he did leg one and then he jumped in the support vehicle, Michael. And I think he followed us up until leg six, supporting us from the support vehicle. Okay. And the, probably the biggest and best fan who I could not uh, forget to mention is my good lady, my good wife, Maureen. Again, she was there from start to finish. And it wasn't just for the day or the three days I've done. She has given me um, the support that I can't thank enough. I can't thank her enough like at home in my personal life. Uh, she's encouraged me. And even in my darkest moments uh, during the run last week, she was the one that put the arm around us and said, you can do this. You know, you can do this. You've got this. Oh. And uh, I'm, so, I'm so blessed to have her in my life and I can't thank her enough. And uh, obviously, my training partners who were there along the day, like Carl Smith, who participated, and of course, Alexis Dodd, who was a training mm -hmm. partner of mine, uh, and, I, and, I, and a husband and the two kids, even Chloe and George got involved. It was, it was fantastic, you know, absolutely amazing. That's amazing. Oh, wow. What a, what, a <laughs> what a community. I love that they will just gather around you for this great cause, man. That's yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. What, what would you say? was your favourite half marathon out of all of them? Mm, good question. Um, probably, I don't want to offend anybody here. I think it was the, uh, the run back from, the last run back from uh, the Spire Bridge in Sunderland, uh, excluding the coffee bit, of course. But um, just the sun had came out and uh, I, had, I had a lovely team with me. I had Brian Bales from Berkeley Harriers. Yeah. Uh, Angie F from South Shields and uh, it was like it was a golden it was a golden day it was just the sun came out and we were blessed uh, coming back along the coast and just seeing some lovely sights you know coming back my hometown South Shields and then even the finish at that point where you know Alexis had already done the leg previously but her and her husband Pete came to meet us with the kids to run the last mile back wow. to the Bamba before we changed and the, the, the meeting at the end of leg six, we had people from work there. I had a fantastic team cheering me on. Uh, even got interviewed by Radio Newcastle on the course and uh, Heart Radio interviewed me during the run. I, I, I don't know, that was probably like, you know, that moment where you think, I remember that more than anything. And it was just so special. Yeah. Um, you know, even even the moment of darkness when I was sick, I, I can't forget that leg. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Were you, did you kind of have any troubles with the pacing? Was anyone running too hard or like what, what was your goal? Did you have a goal actually to run the half marathons in specific times or was it more, let's just complete this each half marathon and then we'll focus on the next one when we get there? I think before we started, we had a schedule. Yeah, when we, when we stuck in that schedule, probably bang up till five and six. Yeah. And then we went a little bit off schedule, obviously, with um, the dark moments. But up until then, we were bang on. You know, we were absolutely bang on. In fact, we were a little bit ahead of schedule, if anything. But at any point in time, I, I never had no no sort of muscular pain, no cramps, yeah. Um, yeah. nothing at all, where I felt really, really good. Obviously, tiredness kicks in no matter yeah. where you do this kind of distance. It's going to hit you at some point. And I normally like to have a, a dark moment about 50 miles. I got through that. Um with the previous 200 miles, I hit, I hit, I hit a sickness moment at 50 mile. I got through that, and I think we're thinking, well, we've trapped this. We've got the 80 mile, and we're more or less fresh as a daisy uh, in comparison to the previous two runs. And uh, so it was a little bit annoying the fact that you know I'm, I'm blaming the coffee, but it was a combination of a few things. Mm -hmm. And um, 
that like sort of still sticks in your throat that taste of a hand of that coffee. Who knows? But in the day, the 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 challenge was completed, and when I finished, obviously it was a lovely reception uh, to get finished, to get home, get to bed, and uh, just feel like you really achieved something, you know? Yeah. So did you rest afterwards? Uh, I rested on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. That's good. Uh, and then the Tuesday evening, we, we drove up to Northumberland, just me and my good lady for a few days away. Nice. Uh, I think by Wednesday, I went for a little jog. Okay. <laughs> and then and then on Thursday, I was doing 10K again. <laughs> Bruh, after the great run, <laughs> I didn't run for a week. That was one half marathon. And you did eight. Went to sleep, <laughs> went for a drive, and then decided, yeah, I feel like I can go on another run. Yeah, just to, yeah. No, see how the legs, see how the legs felt. <laughs> <laughs> Take it for a little spin. Yeah, we'll see how we do. How do how do you prepare for these sorts of events, man? Like, do you, what is training like? Training's, um, as I say, I'm blessed with the people I train with. You know, it's a combination, obviously, being a member of Jaron Heaven Athletic Club as well and having uh, great facilities down there. You know, so it's not just about road running. We do a bit of speed work. Uh, obviously, endurance is key to this kind of a distance. Yeah. But I think a combination yeah. of, you know, I have uh, two quality sessions. You know, I still follow a program uh, that Lewis Moses has set for me. So I follow that program religiously. You know, I do for it every day on a daily basis. Even that thing called rest days now, I'm, I'm, I'm part of my plan, you know? Oh, yeah. So, uh, a yeah. A lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, the rest days, is when Lewis does the programme, he sticks a rock and chain and says, you must rest this day. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, one, well, every, one every 10 days, one every 10 days, I get a rest. Every mm -hmm. 10 days, I get one day rest. You did your 100 miler and then you had your rest day on Tuesday and that's where you got back to it on Wednesday. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Hey, I wonder, is that like, just to put you on the spot, is there any sort of tips slash advice that you can give to people who, like, when they're in the race or even in life where they go through those dark moments but need to push on? How, what, what, what can you say to encourage them and to help them push on when they, when they need to? Yeah. Positive, positive, positive thoughts. Self-belief, believe you can do something. You know, the, the word can't doesn't exist. Uh, and you just keep telling yourself that you'll get through life, not just on the running scene, you know, in business, in your daily life, in domestic life. You believe in yourself, you will get there. There's no such word as can't. There might be a delay in doing things. You might not hit there instantly, but believe in it, you'll get around it. And surround yourself with positive people. I've got a great positive family. I've got great positive friends who I love the bits. Uh, and people I train with, I love the bits. Uh, I'm just so blessed. I'm so lucky. Amazing. That's so motivational, man. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm going to run now, like ditching you and just... <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, though, like, properly... That that's amazing. That will encourage that's encouraged me and will encourage a lot of people to dig deep and just go beyond and keep pushing. So thank you. Thank you very much, Carl. Hey. There's what there's two words, there's two words I didn't say, and I and I keep getting reminded by Michael. And it, it does work. And I maybe shouldn't should give you these tips. Uh, but the two words is uh, smile and power. Smile and power. Yeah. Smile and power. And uh, smile and power. 
And I remember, I remember these words kicked in when I did the wall earlier this year. And yeah. I was going through a little bit of a, a dark moment again, about 50 mile. And I, I just got this message in my head to think, smile and power. And I was going past people at 54, 55 mile. And I was fresh as a bloody daisy. And uh, people were going, what's your secret? What's your secret? I was going, and I smile at these people in my head. I was going, power, power, power. You know, it's just, it was like, it does work. It does work. There we go. Smile and power. That works for us. Smile and power. That's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. Hey, have you got anything coming up to, to celebrate the 100 mile, the, the Super 8 challenge? Obviously, you had something last time where we got to meet, which was fantastic. Um, so I hope yeah. you come along again. So I'm going to announce this now. You're the first person I've told. I've just booked in a diary at work. Um, so it'll be a celebration not just of the one, but the three events. We'll try and get one, if not two of the dogs there, the guide dog people there. And it'll be November the 4th, Thursday, November the 4th, a date for your diary, guys. Uh, It'll be at the lake house, the lakeside. Uh, We'll probably commence it from 6, 6.30. We'll put some food on. We'll get you all down there. And uh, just a way of me saying thank you to everybody that's been involved in the three journeys. That's awesome, man. Including your good self, Tommy. I'll expect you to be there. I'll be there again. Don't worry about it. I'll be there again. Yeah. Yeah. Vegan food again. Vegan food, yeah. Uh, I'm not a vegan, but I can't lie, guys. Last time it was. Yeah, enjoyed it last time. You didn't yeah, yeah, it was it. good. It was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've eaten a lot of meat since then. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's was... why you slowed down in North when you had too much meat. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, my friend. <laughs> We're gonna end this now. <laughs> hey, now honestly, where can we? Where can people donate if we if um they want to support? Yeah, the page is staying open. They're just giving pages staying open. Just go to Mauser Super Eight, and uh, there's donations still coming in. So please, uh, again, one pound, a hundred pound, five pound, doesn't matter. Just anything at all. But just bear in mind where this is going. It's not for me. It's for the fourth guide dog. So if anybody wants to make a donation, by all means. Everything will be greatly received. Just given page, Mauser Super 8. Brilliant, man. Well, before we finish, you got anything, any last words that you want to say? I think I've said all my thank yous and good wishes to all my friends and colleagues. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking forward. I've got, uh, obviously, I've got my own schedule coming up. I'm doing the York, the York Marathon the week on Sunday. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that, really looking forward to that. And I've got a race in December and... <laughs> It's, it's like one of these runs I'm going back to do. It. It's the Montane Goat in the Cheviots, uh, which is 55 mile. But believe me when I tell you, the 55 mile I was doing them Cheviots is harder than doing 104 mile on the road. Oh, I bet the Cheviots are not a, not a nice place. To... <laughs> in December. <laughs> oh, in December, exactly, yeah. Dear me. Well, all the best for that, my friend. I'm sure you'll smash it and you'll continue to inspire and motivate a lot of people. So keep it up. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you very much. No worries. Hey, listen, guys, a massive thank you to Carl for joining me again today. I'm sure we've all got something from today and we appreciate what you've said. So thank you. And just to do the regular sign off, make sure everybody listening follows at Ardent Run Club on Instagram at This Is Ardent on all social media for updates on the podcast. Subscribe to Ardent Run Club so you can be the first to know when the new weekly episodes come out. And don't forget to donate to Carl's Just Given page for the fourth guide dog. Yeah, this has been Ardent Run Club episode 54 with Carl Mauer, a.k.a. Mauser. I said the one and only, but he's also got another dog, guide dog called Mauser. So there's two of you. 
But yeah, I hope you've learned something. <laughs> yeah. I hope you've been inspired and I hope you find your fire. See you next time, guys. Thank you.